Hi, how's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Debutify podcast, the premier e-commerce podcast brought to you by Debutify. I'm your host, Alex Bond, and joining me today is Alina Vlyke, the founder of AZ Rank, an agency that helps sellers on e-commerce platforms, including Amazon, Etsy, Walmart, eBay, and Shopify, successfully launch their products and crush their sales by top ranking those products. Alina is also the co-founder of PressX, which lets brand owners leverage press articles to launch and rank products on Amazon and other e-commerce platforms. On this episode, Alina and I discuss the most valuable type of press, how to grow a brand on and off Amazon, how to launch a product in 2023, and much more. Here's our interview now. Alina, welcome to the show. Hi, very nice to be here. Thank you. Very happy to have you. So first off, let's talk about your first company or the company that came first among the two that we'll talk about today. And that's AZ Rank. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So I've been in this space uh, in the Amazon crazy jungle, but beautiful jungle since 2017. And somewhere in 2018, due to a lot of stuff, like failure of my first brand, you know, that sensation that you know stuff, but you actually realize that you don't know anything when you actually get to it. This is when I started this company, which came from the need of, I mean, came from something that I needed at that point. It was the good old days when ranking uh, products and launching products on uh, on Amazon was pretty easy. Now it's not that easy anymore, but we're still here and we're trying to, you know, adapt everything that we do to the current market and idea and uh, trends and AI and <laughs> everything that is happening in the space with like so much speed. And uh, yeah, so what do we do? We basically help Amazon sellers uh, launch products on Amazon and off Amazon too. We work with a lot of marketplaces. We also work with European marketplaces uh, from Amazon. Uh, launching and ranking products in different ways that it was back in the day. All kinds of strategies. It's custom strategies based on every seller's needs and every brand's need. That's in a nutshell. In a nutshell, yeah. And you mentioned something that I find entrepreneurs are kind of the extremely best at, almost in in the world or, or in history to my aspect. And that's failing and totally holding themselves accountable to it and being able to bounce back from it. I think it's really something impressive about people in this field. I'd like to ask about that. Yeah, please. You've mentioned that you've had great success because of this first brand that didn't work so well. So why don't you dive into that a little bit for us? Sure. So I'm currently based in Europe, in Romania. I've been here ever since. My husband and I, which we're in this together, we own a business here from for a long time. So when we started the Amazon the online, I mean, we, we were in the online, we still are in the online space here, but we weren't on Amazon. So back in 2017, when we discovered this, okay, say, since we're in Europe, let's start looking into Amazon Europe, right? Because it's closer, we can handle the shipments and everything easier. So that's what we did. And we, since we have this business here with physical, the business was with physical products, toys and articles from for children, especially, we took some of those products which were under a brand, which wasn't on Amazon. So the brand existed, but wasn't on Amazon. And we got the acceptance of the brand to sell those products on Amazon. And we did pretty well, one and a half years. And in 2018, we said, okay, now we know enough. Now we're very good at Amazon. Now we can start a a private label in US on the amazon.com because that's where we wanted to actually get. But we started with the European as a learning 
process. And then doing a private label was in the baby category because I was I was just recently I just recently had my daughter, baby daughter, so I, I'm a new mom again, so I know everything about baby category. Let's do a, a brand in baby, which completely and totally and abruptly was very big of a fail. But I mean, in, in terms of numbers, in terms of the product being wrongfully chosen, in terms of market being wrong, I mean, not wrongfully, but, you know, not enough knowledge, not enough experience to know what Amazon really means. So that's what happened. And at that point, I realized, we realized that this is something serious. <laughs> I mean, Amazon is not like, a, it's not easy. You cannot get rich overnight. You cannot drive your Lamborghini and, and zip cocktails from the beach in front of your laptop after two years, like a lot of gurus in the space were saying, right? So uh, we realized this needs a lot of work. This needs a lot of study, basically. That was the work that we could do, research and all that. So what I can say 100% sure is that if it weren't for this to happen, for the brand, for everything, for that experience, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. I wouldn't have the agencies, agencies. I wouldn't have my two other, two and a half, I like to say two and a half brands that I, we currently own. They're doing very well on Amazon, Walmart, and so on. So if that wouldn't have happened, that was my lesson from what I learned. Okay, this needs more. And uh, yeah, we started doing it. And in six months, not six, I think it was nine Nine, nine months, uh, nine, 10 months, we started uh, working on, on uh, our second brand, which we still own to this day and hopefully <laughs> for, for, uh, for another while. So yeah, what I can um, say to uh, our, our listeners is that things happen. And I've seen a lot in this time that I've been in the space. I've seen multi-million dollars businesses going down overnight from, you know, account suspensions and whatever, you name it. I've seen not everything. Amazon is always very resourceful and full of surprises, but we've seen a lot in the space. And uh, since we're, we're in touch with so many sellers of so many levels, it's a very interesting world. And even if something happens, it may happen one day, you know, you wake up one morning, like I did at one point, I, you know, those campaigns when you put like discount codes and you put in, you give the code to an influencer and then you do another one and you give another code to a different influencer. Well, I don't know what I did. Uh, at one point, uh, my products were selling at zero dollars. Uh, the codes like um, act. And I, when I woke up in the morning, I said, wow, this was a crazy day. As I saw like 500 units or I don't know. Whatever. I crushed it today. Yeah. <laughs> today. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not good. Anyways, things, this is just, you know, a funny example, but things like this can happen and can have, uh, you know, impact. Sometimes they do have a powerful impact on your business, but you have to find it in you to move forward. There's always room. If you, that's what I like to say. If, if I got to this point, I'm pretty sure I can go forward, but you know, you just need to find the ways, the right ways. Absolutely. I think that's a wonderful outlook on it. And it's, it's darkest before the dawn too. Like a lot, a lot of people have said, you know, sometimes the worst mistake you can make is your timing. You know, sometimes all the, all the pieces are in the right place. It's too early or it's too late, you know, and, and, and that's the luck of the draw. They say, you know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And sometimes that opportunity doesn't really come. And so you're kind of forcing a square peg into a round hole. So I appreciate your honesty and your candor about that situation. But one of your other successful companies, that's the newer one among, you know, AZ rank and press X is I'm talking about now. It's kind of like a sister company is what I, I would consider it because on paper, 
their goals are the same, right? I mean, AMZ rank and press X, the goal is to increase a brand's revenue and kind of in short, but the way that they do it is what gives each company its identity a little bit. So could you elaborate on that for me? What is press X? And if my assertion that their goals are the same is accurate or not? Yes, pretty much it is. So in this e-com world and Amazon world, things are moving very fast, right? So in the last few years, we started hearing about things like external traffic. Back to the days, it was nothing. It was just reviews and uh, a few good photos. And that was it years ago. Now, at one point, people started talking about external traffic. Now, 2023, it's AI and and so on. Things will evolve. So a couple of years ago, uh, we started hearing this external traffic and there were a lot of things happening around the external traffic. What is the external traffic, right? It's traffic that comes to your Amazon store or products or listings from an external source, be it Google, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, whatever, right? Basically, what, what that means is that Amazon likes for you as a seller or as a brand owner to bring people to their platform to their to their website from outside so people don't necessarily go on amazon and search for garlic press they are searching for it on google or they're looking at it on instagram or on facebook and they're seeing an ad and then they're going to your amazon garlic press listing right so that's the external traffic and Long story short, uh, from this need again, a need that the market had at that point, and um, not necessarily the market, like the sellers, usually, let's say, let's let's uh, bring it down to the sellers. We try to do something uh, with press because, uh, again, there's a lot of sources that you could bring this external traffic from. Press is one of the best ones, powerful ones, and I'm talking about 2023's press, not 2000, not written press. This is online press. They have all kinds of very powerful ways of getting an article or a product or um, something that they write about in front of a lot of people's eyes, newsletters, SMSs, whatever, with huge, 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 huge audiences. Now, what we do differently and what we try to, to, to do differently than other people in the space is that if I don't get you featured in one of these publications with your brand, you don't have to pay, basically. So we're not charging like huge amount of monies, uh, huge, huge amounts of money as um, I'm missing that word as th- those fees, retainers, right? I think it's called retainers or uh, monthly subscriptions or stuff like that. We're just, you know, you give me your brand. I'm trying, I'm talking to all these publications that we have and they're pretty much high domain authority publication like BuzzFeed, like Bustle, like Refinery29, uh, Forbes and so on. So if I'm getting you featured there, you're just going to pay for the clicks you get from that. And those clicks can get through your attribution inside Amazon, everything can be tracked. And uh, it's pretty much like a no play, no pay, you know, something like that. It's pretty much the model that um, we wanted to to create in order to help sellers bring this external traffic in a more efficient way, cost efficient way, and also, you know, to get that brand awareness that it's needed in the space. No, that's great. And with your time and experience doing that. And again, that is like the newer company of the two. Do you have any sort of assertions or data that suggests certain press is more valuable than others? I mean, are there certain publications or platforms or mediums that are 
more just better for brands than other ones are. Yeah. Well, it's not a general thing, unfortunately, because each brand is different and each brand has their own goals. For example, talking about a brand that it's newly launched, let's say the brand exists for a while, but they're launching something new, a product that they want a lot of focus on. Then we're talking about a different type of articles and I mean, a certain type of article and some specific publications from all that we work for, all that we work with. And usually that's something that goes towards the brand, you know, like an article talking about the brand and how great that brand is and blah, blah, blah. If your your focus would be to get some traction, do some push on the sales, stuff like that. So like an instant movement on, on something then it would be different. I cannot really give like 100% guaranteed recipes. What I can say though, outside the press thing, but still related to the external traffic and everything that's happening today is of course, TikTok. This would be a solution that I would, not a solution, like a strategy that I would recommend every and any brand, doesn't matter how experienced or how beginner they are, because TikTok is huge. They're investing a ton of money into everything. And being there from the beginning, because we're still in, in the early days, it's going to matter a lot in the future. That's something that I, I think it would be a nice takeaway. And of course, TikTok is general. You can do a TikTok shop. You can do TikTok influencer. Just find some influencers in their own creator hubs. They, I mean, there's a lot of resources there that you can work on. You can simply build a, a, an account on TikTok, a page on TikTok and start, start doing some content on it. And, you know, people start seeing you. No, I, I think that's totally valid. I mean, the more that Twitter gets further and further away from what it was, you know, four or five years ago, the more that TikTok becomes that resurgent power and, and gets more of that just general market share. Advertisers don't really want to go on Twitter anymore. They'd rather go to, to something that's newer and skewing younger anyway. So now that we, we're, we're talking about Press X and or AZ rank at the, uh, at the same time, we'll kind of go back and forth on them a little bit with some of these questions. So that way now we have kind of our, our, our foundation for the rest of the show. But I am curious from your experience, what you would consider some of the base requirements are for growing a brand on and off of Amazon. Because you've done a lot of product launches at the same time. So I'm curious about kind of that side of things and growing the brand from that. That's a hard question. <laughs> so growing a brand, you're talking about probably talking about growing it from scratch, right? So now we're building a brand, first product or first two products. Let's say you've launched like a product or two, and then you're still trying to find that identity a little bit. Yeah. That's very important. And, and I'm, I'm glad you touched that because from one product or two, and that's something that a lot of sellers do. You know, I'm going to start a brand and I did it too in my previous experience. So I'm starting a brand and I'm doing one product. You know, I'm just launching one product because let's say maybe that's everything that I can afford within my budget. That's totally different than if I were to launch a brand and launch five products at the same time altogether. I'm not saying to launch just one product is bad. No, it's very good. But when I launch my first product, I should already know which the other four are, even if I don't have the budget to launch them now. I think that's something, this is something very important and something that a lot of sellers are not paying enough attention to. Amazon can get you very fast and abruptly distracted <laughs> from everything because a lot happens. So if you have this 
plan and if you have this budget, even if you're building it on the way, just have it in your mind. I'm going to go into that direction and I'm going to do those products because then you can, you know, make connections between them. Actually, as you said, build the brand's identity. If you just start with one product and then six months from there, I'm, I'm start thinking what my second product would be. It's going to take much more effort, much more resources and a lot more money to get to the same point if compared to the other thing. So that would be one thing. Second, don't try to do it all yourself. That's something that I also learn on myself. You know, a lot of us do, oh, I'm not going to hire VAs because I have to explain them. I have to build SOPs and I, it's it's faster if I do it myself, right? A lot of us say that all the time. I'm not going to hire an assistant because maybe I can afford it right now. So I better um, sleep just five hours a night because I still can do it myself. Where at one point we're going to get get burned out. It's important to actually realize that we, for example, myself speaking from the agency's point of view, we're there to help and, you know, take some parts that we know very well and we're experts at, take that away from you and help you do a better job with probably less money that would cost you if you were trying to do it yourself. I think if you start with these two things, it's going to be way more easier. Of course, details, we have a ton, like, you know, good listing, a good product and successful, blah, blah, blah. But that can be very, you know, subjective as you go. But if you have this, like this background with, uh, you know, don't try to do everything and have like the bigger picture of your brand in your head. And I would actually add the third one. I would add, be prepared to never stop learning in this space, in this world. There are podcasts like this one and so many others out there. There are webinars, shows, fairs, events, people, networking. It's very important. Absolutely. No, I mean, on our last episode, I was talking with a gentleman about the necessity for small business owners and brands to be coachable, essentially, is to, you know, that's something that I've heard in my professional career that is the best asset that an employee, I'm a freelancer currently, and so especially with a freelancer, is to remain coachable. And to always, and that's, that's what I hear you say a little bit, Alina, is these brands need to be able to still be able to be a sponge despite any and all success. It's not all of the success. Exactly. And I've seen this a lot. I mean, um, I have clients and friends and partners, which do eight figures, nine figures year revenue on Amazon, and they're still learning and they're still going to events and they're still testing and strategizing and trying new stuff which part of those will be successful are successful part of those aren't but they're doing they're not stopping okay i know everything i've done enough i'm doing eight figures or nine figure now i can go to the beach no essentially you can basically never go to the beach without your phone or without your laptop ever again ever again yeah (laughs) so you know with az rank that's kind of your bread and butter is with millions of sellers who are all trying to rank on amazon how do you guarantee that you can help a brand's products rank closer to the top we have our um, internal processes and analysis that we do for, for the brand because, I, as I said, everything is pretty different. We've had over 5,000 launches in all our years of being here. And I can swear I have never had identical or at least similar ranking campaigns, even for the same product. There are so many moving parts, so many it's so dynamic. Everything is so dynamic. So whenever we have a seller coming to us for help with this, everything happens on the spot. If you come to me today 
and talked to, to me and we, we arranged something for a campaign to start in a few days. And you're telling me, okay, let's, uh, let's wait for a little bit. I have some issues and you're coming back over a, in a month from now. It's a whole different story. Amazon first page of results looks different now than it's going to look a month from now. And all the data, everything is different. So we're going to need to start over again. That's why I said everything is done on the spot in a matter of days. How we can guarantee? Well, there isn't 100% guarantee on this because it's very volatile, let's say. But as Amazon is, there's not a single thing on Amazon that is 100% guaranteed. So we're trying to get as close to this 100% guarantee. But we, we have pretty good results on all our campaigns and campaigns. I think it's almost 99% in terms of success. Now, how we how we measure success is... If I get your keyword, your product ranked on your keyword, that's the way we measure success. I cannot measure success by how good your product is going to sell after you finish the campaign with me, because maybe you have bad photos or your PPC is not that great or, you know, a million things or you get hijacked or whatever from another seller. So that's how we measure success. Another thing that I would like to mention is that we're always in touch with the seller on during the campaign. Everything is done manually. We have no bots, no robots, no many chats, no nothing. It's like real manual thing, the way it should be, in my opinion, on this side of things on Amazon. We always check and get back to you and say, hey, something's not working right. Let's try this, this or this. What do you say? Stuff like that. No, that's good. I mean, you have to be able to, especially as a business, pivot on a dime at times. You know, as soon as you see that something isn't working, sitting around and, and being patient and waiting for something to work has not usually been a successful business maneuver. From all these interviews that I've done, a lot of people have said things didn't just change overnight. It required a lot of anticipation and building that momentum manually. So my question is, how do you help on that side of things? How are you able to help these brands, whether it's on the media side with Press X or whether it's kind of on the on this ranking side with AZ Rank, how are you able to help them pivot and adapt very quickly when they're kind of not seeing the success that they hope for? Again, everything is pretty custom. In, in terms of the ranking, we look at the current scenario from that moment in time and make a decision whether you know, maybe Amazon doesn't see you relevant on specific keywords, and then we're going to try to make Amazon see you relevant, or maybe, you know, try to switch uh, to change the keywords. So then you get a different set of eyeballs on your product. And then afterwards, we're going to get back to these keywords and try to make them those work as well. That would be one general solution, let's say, or we can be more specific and we can make changes. We can suggest the sellers make changes to this listing, uh, to the, to the listing in certain ways or do stuff with your PPC campaigns that, you know, also are uh, impactful on the ways Amazon, the way Amazon uh, sees that listing. So there, there, there are a bunch of things that can be done according to the specific situation. But as you, as you very well mentioned, you have to pivot on a dime. It has to be like in a matter of days, not in a matter of weeks, this needs to happen. And uh, the same with the, with the press. I mean, the press, since you don't pay, nothing that doesn't happen with the article. So what can happen with the press is that, for example, you get featured in a, in a publication. I mean, the article goes live, but it doesn't get that many clicks. Well, in that situation, you still get the article and you just pay for the clicks that you get. 
five, ten, fifty, five thousand depends on how um, not so many clicks uh, on what not so many clicks means. But usually that's how we do it. And and after you know after a, a small period of time, we're just talking to the brand and and saying. What do you want to do next? Let's do a different article or let's try to push this one again, if possible, not always possible, stuff like that. You know, it's like marketing strategies adapted to our point of Amazon things. Absolutely. No, I think that's extremely valuable. And there are so many different outs and so many different tools at our disposal that it's hard to kind of uh, pick which one is which. And that's that's kind of, kind of what I think your forte is, is like, you have all these tools and, and you're able to look at someone and say, all right, maybe we should do this. So before we wrap up, Alina, I always ask our guests the same last question about how e-commerce professionals work in an extremely stress-induced environment. I'm curious what kind of hobbies and interests you have outside of e-commerce and e-commerce work to mitigate that stress and establish a healthy work-life harmony. That's the biggest challenge, I think, in today's world. And I would very much like to, I mean, not I would, I try to work on that as much as possible, you know, to have that balance because there were moments and there still are Sometimes moments that you lose that balance and you, you know, forget about your kids and your family and your hobbies and the fact that you are actually a human being, not a robot on your computer. Yeah. So uh, I like to spend time with my kids every chance I get, go do whatever. I have two, two kids, a boy and a girl. I like to work in my garden, which is very small, but I'm very proud of it. And uh, I clear my mind while doing that. It's, it's not like a, a podium or something. Uh, I, I don't know wh- which one is more important. I think they're all at the same time. Traveling is what relaxes me. It's not the travel itself because of the flights and everything. It's so tiring. And I, I hate that feeling of physical, of being physically tired. But mentally, when I know that I'm going to travel to here and there and see that and do that, and even if it's for work or for pleasure, same thing, that's what mentally, you know, revives me. And uh, something that I do, and I find it very, very challenging, maybe, I don't know, maybe some other people try will try it too. Every time I get back, so on my way back from somewhere, even if it's a vacation with my family or a conference for Amazon or something, but every single time I get back, I am planning my next trip or one of my next trips. So I'm always looking, okay, so I'm going to go there. Which hotel am I going to look for? Or maybe maybe next month I'm going to run away with my best friend to a weekend to do a weekend something. So on the way back, always look forward to the next one and start planning the next one. And that's something that, you know, always keeps me moving. I'm with you there. I absolutely love traveling. I love doing it alone, almost especially if I'm honest, because I'm kind of just in my own little world, just like got my bag get on pre-check, get on the plane, and I'm off. You know, I, I think there's something really meditative about that process. So I, I understand that. Alina, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you and good luck with your fountain of companies. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And it was a pleasure to be here and hope to catch up with you soon. I'd like to thank my guest, Alina Vleik, for joining me on the show and come back on Thursday when I talk with Julia Nesteritz, the CEO and co-founder of Jet Octopus, a SaaS-based crawler and log file analyzer. For more information about Alina, you can connect with her on LinkedIn. To learn more about AZ Rank, you can check out their website, azrank.com, or follow them on Instagram at azrank underscore com. To learn more about PressX, you can visit their website, pressxlive.com. That's our show. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you come back to find new episodes being published every Tuesday and Thursday. Until next time.